existence. Momentum shifting pretense, adjustments on the defense. Got demons trying to creep in. I'm on the line and dropped in coverage. Focused on what we in. We can't give up the deep end. Zoning out on defense. Get back on through the week. What's going on, everybody? It's the Hoopers No Show. Hi. I am Coach Jeff. Coach Mar. Hey, we here on the road show. I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying? Get, I'm trying to get our uh, our buddy Bullwhip on here since he's unable to yeah, join. Yeah, absolutely. We got a special guest today, Bullwhip, the man. You know him from our intro, known him for about ten plus years, and uh, yep. just going to sit here back with him, go over some things, talk some music, talk some sports, big, and a new hey. album in the basketball. And a new What's up, Mr. Bullwhip? Yeah, what is it called? Simple, right? No, nah, that's my last one. Last Bottom one. of the grit. Hey, Bottom, Bottom of the grit. grit. You paying attention now. Listen, I'm going off your Insta bio. Oh, man. I, yeah. I got to update it. I got to update yeah. it. We're a little behind. So that's a great place to start, man. Let's let's just dive right in because this this could be one of those. And we're going to just heads up to those that are in a live or listening to this later. This is just a, kind of like a part one. We're probably going to do this again but in person as y'all know this is basketball life so i'm coming back from a tournament luckily coach mar was off but we get yes, enough to, to get bull whip for his new album drops and as i said in the beginning he's the man it's on our intro um kind of the inspiration behind kicking off a podcast uh i rapped with him he gave me a lot of good insight about things that we could use and how to get our, our stuff out there so it was only right that we brought you on, man, and, and kind of wrapped. And, again, this this is one of those that, for real, it, it, I want to try to stay on topic, and I know I'll jump, but I definitely want to let people know this won't be the last time, and we want to do an in-person. We got too much to talk about for it, this to be a one-off. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I got an idea, because you have a podcast as well. Aren't you part of uh, Iron Skillet podcast, yes, right? Yes. Yeah, we, we yeah. We actually had, you guys. Uh, we had Jeff on, what was that, like two years ago. You guys were just starting the uh, the cannons, the young cannons. Yeah. Man, I love, I, I just want to say I love what y'all are doing for, for the kids and the community. Like, uh, not a lot of people be giving back like that. So yeah. so when I seen y'all was, uh, was starting up the, the basketball camps, I was like, let's bring them on because this is some positivity that the community needs. And, you know, a lot of people don't, you know, see everything on social media with algorithms and whatnot so trying to spread it, the word it's crazy man because you're, you're right i mean lo locally sometimes the window and visibility isn't even I, i'm sure you experience with music you know that you mm -hmm. can probably get more love sometimes outside of you know the, the local area because yeah. you know the internet can reach so many people we had a video do it's at 1.2 million views and i think only 30 people from our friends list have seen it <laughs> You know and it I mean? does, so, and it does make woo! you kind of mad too. Like at first, when it first started blowing up, yeah, too, this like, specific video, like, Jeff, Jeff was so upset. He's like, "This video, this video is kind of mid. Like, it's not even like one of my best." <laughs> yeah, really? that's and, great. And, and people just, oh, they're eating it up. Yeah, I love, I love the takes you've been doing on the, I guess the reels. Like, like you, you comment on the games, like, oh, you know, post up screen and this and that. This is a fundamental basketball. Like, I love it, man. It's, yeah, it's hilarious. It's a great watch. Yeah, man, I think that's, I think there's a, a lane for, you know, there's a, like anything, there's a lane for those, but um, let's jump in, man, and again, I think I said it in the very beginning, I've known you going on a, at least 10 plus years, I think back in 2011, we met selling sneakers together. I was thinking together. about that today. Finish line, the good old days. Good old days, man, so how Sneaker long have you been 
how long have you been in this music thing? You was doing it back then. You're still you're still doing it. What what album are you on, and how long have you been doing it? Uh, man, I've been I've been doing music since like 2003. I was wow. I was real young. I was probably like 12. Um, I started recording in like 05. Got a Pro Tool set up at the crib. You know, I've been to professional studios and stuff, but you know, it's something about that home studio that that home cooking. You know. But um, bars for decades. Album this is uh, officially this will be the fifth album, but I've done so much over the years, and it's just like you know over the past I'd say five years it's become easier for independent artists to get their music on streaming. Whereas you know ten years ago when I just met you it was damn near impossible. You had to have a record label to put your stuff on iTunes or whatever. Now anybody yeah. can do it, so it's it's a it's a blessing. It's like it's like I missed the mark. Like I, like I'm a little too old now. Like <laughs> man, I wish I had all these uh, cool tools and social media ten years ago. It it is kind of a generation thing though, right? Mm-hmm. Where you you do, you do feel that way. It's I feel that way sometimes too. <clears throat> like damn, I feel like yo, ah, if I'd have been in this generation, because I sometimes feel of this generation. Mm-hmm. You know, because I love the social media stuff, man. I love, like, you know, like, the chopping the reels up. Yeah. But with your music, though, I'll say, like, I don't know, and I'm, and I'm an old head, so it might not mean nothing coming from me, but it uh-huh. doesn't, it, it seems like it, it still has younger audience appeal, but still real music. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes I think people try to placate to certain things. Your music's got a, a, a genuine voice. It's your voice. But it's still... It still bumps, man. It still got. I don't know. There's something to it that just carries weight. And uh, again, I appreciate so I, like, it. Wasn't no like we had other folks that we kind of talked to about the intro, but for whatever reason, man, I think just it just hit right. It just that hit one right. fit. And, fit. Uh, that one fit defense. We, I was like, yo, I we were looking for it, and show. I think Jeff actually showed it to me live on a podcast, and I'm like, that's it. That's the one. It just flowed. <laughs> it just flowed right. We lost. We lost Jeffy. Oh, we can um, get him back. Yeah, but I will say about um, music as well. Like, I think new music now it sucks. It's There's not a lot of good tough. stuff out. It's just that. I mean, I think I'm just so in love with that '90s, 2000 music. Just that Thanks. vibe, and the Thanks. new stuff. The newer rappers, I'm not a big fan of. Um, you know, I love maybe J Cole, yeah. Kendrick, like that, that think, old vibe. I think there's just. Like, like it goes back to me saying a lot more artists can get out there nowadays. And I think it's, it's a, uh, so to speak, an oversaturated market now. Oh, we got it back. There he is. Uh, I'm back. I'm li- I was listening to y'all. I, I, I think I swiped uh, back accidentally, but yeah. <laughs> I think, I think it's like an oversaturated market where there's so much music out there. And yes. like the artists that me or you would like don't get the the play the or love. the promo that they deserve so you really got to be on the hunt for these artists because there is a lot of dope artists out there yeah. and there's a lot of dope local artists out there too that nobody's even heard of and you know it's it's tough to find it because yeah back in the day you get on LimeWire or Lime whatever LimeWire yeah, oh man what a throwback websites and all that and, and you find a dope song every day and it's like now it's tough but I don't know you you know it's it's different sounds and stuff the uh, music's evolving you know every Those day it's different TikTok artists that trend off that 10 mm-hmm. second little clip and then they turn into Microwave. record level yeah exactly I think it's such Microwave. a interesting but awesome outlet when you think of like you know back in the day 
You look at, you know, you go to Billboard or something to look up the top hot songs, and then mm -hmm. you go to LimeWire, and you're finally starting to pick some, you know, jamming up the whole phone line mm -hmm. to download a song. Mm -hmm. And now it's just, it's instant. Somebody can trend instantly off a 10-second clip. Fun fact, uh, Golden State is, is, is taking it. 115 what, to 115 and 91, two and a half minutes left. Last time I checked, Curry had like 45. I think he's got more than that now. Damn. Hold on, I, I just want to ask this real quick. Y'all y'all be placing bets? Y'all be uh, sports betting? Yeah. I'm a big baller. $2 bets on FanDuel. I made yeah. oh, yeah. first ever My homie bet. just hit for 100 on uh, on the Heat game. He had like a, a 10, 10 leg parlay. And I'm Woo! like, damn, you only doubled off a 10 leg? But you know what I mean? Maybe... He was going for those for sure legs. Oh, you know okay. What I mean? See, I like to I like to go just a little bit out of the box, but still manageable. So Thanks. I, but I do the twenty five leg. I do like anything from like twenty to twenty five <laughs> leg parlays. And Jimmy Butler rolling his ankle on that first game just screwed me right Ooh. out of that because I had everything else checked. Uh, Needed him to get I five more my, points. I laid my very first my very first bet. It was a three hundred dollar bet for the Lakers to win the title this year. So you put three hundred. I mean, I'm not mad at it. I'm just like three hundred on that. Three hundred. Well, what, so what, if what's, they, if what's they you win, win, I win twelve thousand. Oh, okay. Well, I ain't mad at that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a wild. So, so, so here the Warriors are winning against the um, Kings. They I, are. I, I was. I know. I'm not I was excited about that. Me either. <laughs> but you know what? Play. This last game, it. It was veteran. It was veteran experience that really, yeah. really popped for them. De'Aaron Fox didn't get going until the second half. I think he had eight points at the first in the beginning of the first half. So, and, yeah, and you'll see, and you'll see that that's kind of what happened with the Grizzlies. I mean, at at, at certain point, this is where you pay your veteran. This is what you pay your veterans for. So, uh, mm -hmm. right, let's let's real quick. So, who do y'all got? Lakers or the Warriors? Oh God! I don't oh, know. Do you, I think mean, like, come out, do you think those are the two coming out the West? Then well, they what, have to well, play that's each the other. Next series. That's that's who's up next. Oh, that's who'll uh, play. Wait a minute. Oh yeah, because this is Game Seven. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Okay. I don't I, honestly. I don't know. Like uh, just from what because I've watched every single game. The Warriors are just so. I mean, Steph's got a heavy load this year. With Wiggins coming back, it's a lot. It's helpful, but his their wild card is Clay. Like, Clay either goes off or he doesn't. And you can kind of tell by his demeanor on the floor. Like, I mean, how many games can Steph go out and do 35, 40, 45 points? Like, that's a lot to ask. What is he, 34, 35 years old? Yeah, like, it's a lot to carry. And, I mean, you know, Kevin that, like, Looney getting 20 boards a game is ridiculous. Uh -huh. um, so, if, if I, I think Lakers would be – a, a better matchup. I think I think Lakers come out with this one just because of AD, the way they're playing. You got Reeves who's playing at a high level. Lakers bench is starting to come alive. Um, but the, the, the series will be driven by those guys. Your Draymond. Your yes. AD's, your, your, your standard Stephs and LeBrons are typically going to do what they do. But it's really going to depend upon those role guys who steps up and, and, and changes. The, and, I, the and, I, and I will say as well, like, this – this seven-game series with the Warriors, take Draymond being suspended out of that, what, game two aside, I've seen a very different Draymond. Like, like Michigan State Draymond. Like, he – I mean, he had, like, 21 points the other night. You don't see Draymond doing that anymore. Mm -hmm. But I think, I think with Kevon Looney kind of producing the way Draymond was, facilitating, getting rebounds, kind of opens up that offensive game. 
But I think the Lakers do come out because, like you said, their bench is coming alive. But AD needs to stop dicking around. Yeah, I give it to yeah, the Lakers. That's a that's a great call, and that's some, something I want to talk a little bit more about in our quick hitters a little bit later. But let's let's hop back to this this music thing and a couple couple quick things that you know I want to talk about. Uh, so the name I know I kind of know where the name came from, but maybe others don't. So let's talk about how the name Bullwhip originated. Give us a little background and you know, oh man. You know, that kind of originated around the time we were still working at Finish Line. Okay. And a lot of that came from, you know, us buying retros. And, and my homie, he, I don't know, he just called me Bull, and my last name's Whipkey. So, Bull Whip, that's how it stuck. But I didn't, like, officially become Bull Whip, I feel, until 2015 when I put out my first music video under that moniker. Before then, I went by Crazy, which... I mean, how many other rappers out in the world are named Crazy? And uh, so, yeah, we finally landed on Bullwhip, and I'm the only one on streaming. Thank God we own that. We good. Um, but, yeah, that's how that came about, the uh, sneaker addiction, the habit. That is so slowed down recently, man. I'm picking and choosing. It's got to be a must-have nowadays. So, <laughs> so same, same. I, I've really gotten to performance sneakers over, you know, the others. So let's talk about that. What's your favorite – Favorite, if you had one Jordan that you could buy right now, favorite retro or you know OG, don't matter. What's your what's your favorite Jordan silhouette? Are we okay? So we're just going with the number, not the colorway. Yeah, number. And if you want to go colorway, you want to go flu game, you want to go Concord, you want to go whatever. You want to go Chicago one? No, I'm gonna go whatever. threes, threes. And if we pick a color, it's the black cement. Hardest Jordan ever, bro. I I just got the uh, the Nike Air ones, and I haven't even opened them. Still rocking that, the the joints with the Jordan symbol on it. Yeah, isn't that like a shoe? That's the kind of the shoe, dog. It, it's it's one of those. It's kind of in that beautiful spot of form. It looks like a basketball sneaker, but it also beautiful shoe just to wear casually. That it's you know at some Jordans they got that like. Not so nice leather, but those just like I don't know something about that leather. It's like a like a cracked leather. Buttery, baby. Yeah, man, it's smooth <laughs> and the elephant print, man. Like I, oh, I'm I'm a fan of the elephant yeah. print. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, he was very unhappy with the two. I mean, that's kind of the story is he was unhappy with the two. I they like the two shoes. Yeah, and the rest the rest is history. So my One son's fourteen. Said, I could do any of them for real. You know the fourteen. Bro, I mean the Ferraris. I mean, it's it's such the, such a great shoe. I mean, one through fourteen really to me are timeless. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I mean, they're in their own, their own lane. Um, so just, it's like me over here. I'm gonna stay in my own lane with sneaker. I know you guys just you know. I was gonna say, what, what do you be throw up? Uh, listen, it dep I go, right now. I'm I like my classics. I mean, I I've said it before. My favorite shoe of all time is Griffey. But hey, oh I'm, yeah, I'm more of I'm a fashionista these days. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a shoe depending on the colorway and what I got in my closet. Mm -hmm. um, the only shoe, older shoe that I've been keeping my eye out for, I've just got a special love for that Kobe igloo. Wow. Trying not to spend a shit ton of money on it, but yeah, that's one I've always keep in my pocket. I like um, I think they're releasing uh, Gigi's, not the one, not the original yeah. Mambasitas. There's no. a new mm -hmm. Gigi coming out. But yeah. I got my eye on Sabrina Nescu's shoes. Yes. Those look fire. Mm. We're big fans of Sabrina. Okay. Yeah, definitely. 
one. Uh, right now, I'm wearing the uh, Bordeaux 37. So, to me, the Jordan brand has kind of transformed from being, yes. you know, it's still retros are retros, but they're basketball sneakers. Unfortunately, they're kind of slept on. But mm -hmm. down some of the better performance basketball sneakers in the past five years yeah. has been the the Jordan uh, six series. It just you know it's a shame it can't be its own thing, which we're starting to get with Luca and Westbrook and Tatum now. Yeah. So, but the, I mean, their performance. That I mean, better than anybody. It's just you know. Hard to get away from that old, that old love for the the retros. Everything hey, Coach Jeff, we got a question on the screen. Comes from your own child too. It says, "Why did we choose Bullwhip to be on our podcast? Is it because solely based on how long we've known him?" Well, I, we answered that in the very beginning, young young fella. So you sure did pay attention. Wanted, yeah, the reason we wanted Bullwhip on the podcast, a yes, we've had a a, a long standing relationship speakers through. The whole thing through the culture of hip hop. I was on their podcast, and he's the man that laced and blessed our uh, intro song. So it was. I appreciate right. that, yeah. man. That's that's dope, man. That's that's love. You know, yeah. uh, right. uh, hold on. I want I want to go back real quick. Um, so I think as as I want to just touch on this last thing about shoes as performance basketball shoes. In my opinion, I feel like Nike is giving. LeBron, right now I feel like the LeBrons are like at the top of the basketball performance. When Bron retires, who do you think Nike's going to go with to give that top performance basketball shoe to? Because who, like, who's coming up next that's going to be that guy? I don't know. I, 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 I feel like I feel like Nike missed out a big bunch on uh, Mr. Jamal Murray. They slept on him, I think, because he's, I mean, I've loved him in, when he was in the bubble. So now mm -hmm. that he's cooking again. Mm -hmm. So so here's where Nike, Nike's smart, right? That's, that's so beautifully said. I mean, I just got a pair of LeBron 16s, underrated sneaker. This, you know, 16 on, performance-wise, has really been solid. With 19 was a miss, but the 20s right back in, in, the, in the full form. Mm -hmm. um, the 9, of course, being, being a killer. So all that aside. Of course, Tatum was a great land for the Jordan brand, but I think it goes without saying they got to get Scoot Henderson or they got to get Victor Wimbignana. They missed out on Steph Curry. That was a bag of money. You got to you got to get Victor. If they get Victor Wimbignana under a contract, I mean, of course, KD just got the like deal. Don't know mm -hmm. if you've seen that like mm -hmm. Nike deal. He's yeah. a guy, but. But what about who they got on their roster right now, you know? Like, and I was going to say, like, what you said earlier, yeah. but, like, I'm – performance-wise, Nike shoe, I like Kyrie. I like – I think Kyrie, yeah, Kyrie, it's got a good weight to it. And, I mean, also, uh, like we talked good. about, like, it's – it's they're constructed for the player, right? Mm -hmm. I – that shoe fits the way I play more than a LeBron would. Right. So, mm -hmm. I think, you know, them kind of – Stinging Kyrie on you know that that slight thing, but hey, let's the let's give, let's keep Kyrie. the deal with Ja, but you know ditch Kyrie. It's the dog. Yeah, right, Ja's so young, man. But uh, honestly, Nike's going to Nike and every other sneaker brand's going to throw. He's going Victor's going to get the largest sneaker deal of all time. I mean, before even you like think LeBron. so? Oh, Are I you know. Calling so. it right now? Yeah, absolutely. He's generation. Old Depot. No, uh, no, no. When by. One by, oh, yeah. oh, okay. He's, I got you. Got you. He's he's projected to be be the number one draft pick. Every and every mm -hmm. analyst has said he's 
he's the he's the it. He's the truth. Mm-hmm. And somebody has said, as nuts as it sounds, that if he and LeBron were to be drafted at the same time, he would be first. Wow! Yes. Come on, that's wow. major. That's, that's a bold. That's a bold. You're talking statement. about how to play years, man. Goat or not, whatever. That's the labels. Well, this is a generational talent. Generation. See. Well, and that I was just about to say that kind of goes back to one of our old pot when we were talking about you know the MVPs and different generations of, of what the way he plays the when when Benyana or when Baya Victor or whatever mm. he doesn't play the way he does without LeBron no, and all of those no, generational players no. ever he, yeah, it doesn't so happen. Talk, so that's a great that's kind of a great segue to what I wanted to kind of ask you about. So paying homage to those that come before you, right? Like you can't get to a bull whip without, you know, insert this artist. You don't get to a Jay-Z without um, – Biggie. What's, well, Biggie, but not even Biggie. Biggie was, so uh, Jazz-O, without a Jazz-O, without a Rakim. You don't get – so for bull whip, who was that guy? How do we get to a bull whip? What do you mean, like, who who, uh, uh, who was inspired, inspired by? Yeah. Is that who, you your influence, yeah. Who, you know, it's who, crazy. Ran, who, ran, who walked so you could run? All right, well, I, I, let me let me go back a little bit. So when I was first coming up, my dad was in a rock band. So I grew up on rock and roll, like 80s hair band rock and roll. And I didn't really dabble into hip hop until like, I don't know, towards the end of elementary school. Um, but when I did, I went back. Like, so that was the early 2000s. And you would think that's where I'd start. Nah, I wanted to start my hip hop journey back with the LLs, you know, the Wu-Tang, the early 90s. I started around the early 90s. Uh, you know, just learning, you know, seeing where, how we got to where we are when I started. But when I was coming up, uh, Wu-Tang, uh, Method Man, Mob Deep was a, one of my huge influences. I, I love them. Um, uh, man, I can, the list goes on. I, I'm for real like 90s rappers. Nas, uh, DMX. DMX is in my top three to this day. Um, um, rest in peace yeah r.i.p man and uh but yeah i like i don't know i've taken a lot of influence from a lot of different genres like i go to rock shows and like i'll, I'll watch the show and take from it like seeing how they're performing like i caught mob deep in uh baltimore before prodigy passed away and just seeing their chemistry on stage and how they're just, you know, bouncing back when, when Havoc needs a breath, Prodigy picks it up. And seeing that, that real hip-hop, you know what I mean? That's that's kind of what brought me to it. And uh, I don't know if anybody's ever seen me perform live, they know I'm not up there doing karaoke. And that's I feel like that's a huge problem in hip-hop nowadays is everybody wants to rap on their songs and they just want to jump around on stage. But... I, I want to go and I want to see somebody rap. If I'm going to a hip hop show, you better be rapping. I don't want to see you jumping up and down. Like, let me see that breath control. Yeah, yeah, no That's doubt. That's what hip hop is missing nowadays, in my opinion. Aside from the realness, agree. A little bit of eight Agreed. mile. Well, well, you know, eight mile. Perfect segue. And a name you didn't mention, which I, I, it kind of makes sense because you sound nothing like him. It's Eminem, and uh, people know me. I'm, I'm not the biggest Eminem guy, anyways, and, and not no like Eminem can rap. There's no doubt about it. He put words together better uh, than most. His style never landed with me. So, kind of on that eight mile topic, 
white rapper? Do you ever get labeled as like, oh, you're a white rapper? But because to me, you don't have like that sound, like that. Because a lot of guys, you know, you're, they kind of come from that same ilk. You really mm -hmm. don't have that yet. I, uh, I, I love them more growing up. But yeah, I, as I got older, I kind of gravitated away from that. It's like, I love the uh, complexity of his lyrics. Yes. But I'm not a fan of the content. I, I can't really relate to it. You know what I mean? But okay. the complexity and the, the rhyme schemes and the, uh, you know what I mean? The punchlines is crazy but that's as far as it goes with me i would say um, i would say eminem is uh, to me i think eminem is one of the most creative oh yeah dissers of all time oh yeah he could just yeah. destroy somebody in two verses oh, it, you know if, if we're talking about you know this and you know i mean this artists and and you know i mean battle rap like i put him in the top top yeah. five yes I, I probably got him in my top 10 i don't know if he cracks the top five for me but just out of, out of being a generational artist, like I feel like you got to give him a top ten nod. I think so. It, as far as as battle rap, that's so thing. I'm not, you know, to say if we're talking industry battle rap for sure, he's up there. I don't, you know, that's a but battle rap itself is its own lane. But top ten artist, yeah, he's in the top ten. He's definitely not mm -hmm. my top. Not my top no. five. You kind of said everything that I, I I agree with. Like there's undoubtedly no can't question his talent. But yeah. it's just not not my style of music. Going back to the other thing you said, uh, I mean, sometimes I get labeled as a, a white rapper, so to right. speak. But there's a lot of times people hear the music and they don't think it's me. Right. They're like, nah, that's, you, that doesn't sound like a white guy rapping. I'm like, right. nah, that's that's me. But uh, I don't know. I, I think it's also like, like going back to my lyrics and stuff. Like I just, I try to keep it as real as possible. Like, uh, those couple songs I sent you today off the new album, like a lot of that is from the heart. Like uh, a lot of those are personal experiences, or you know what I mean. Uh, I don't know. I like I like to do things different. Like I don't I don't like to follow the mainstream, so to speak. Like I'm writing from the heart. The the album's called Bottom of the Grit, and uh, I'm from Stevens City, Virginia. And since I've been young, everybody has called it the gritty. So the grit, gritty. Um, but bottom of the grit is actually from the bottom of my heart. Is, I like that. Basically it. So from the bottom of the grit. Got a double meaning there. Yeah. That's where it's all coming from. I like from. that. So I got, yeah. I got an interesting question. It's going gonna, it, it's gonna to be a little long-winded, but just it. hang out with me for a second. Let's do so it. aside from you being an artist, you write as well, mm -hmm. but then you do, you, like you mentioned, your music videos. Mm -hmm. And I, I did a little creep on your YouTube. Um, you got short films as well. Oh, look at that! I'm, I'm editing <laughs> um, the new music video there, as we speak. There we go. And then, yep. And then you with creating and editing media, and then also with podcasts. Have you have you at any point considered using any of those skills and experience towards basketball, like um, for clarification reason, um, towards like mixtapes or highlights? Because you're an artist, and a lot of mm -hmm. those short clips they have to tell stories. Mm -hmm. So with you doing short films, wow. music videos. You're Love telling it. a story and what you're doing. Love it. I, I want to transcend into that. Like I'm, I just over the past year or so, I picked up the camera. I've been editing for a while, but I'm still learning the camera. And uh, I mean, y'all doing your thing with the basketball. I got uh, my other homie. He coaches at uh, Clark County, and I got another one at Central uh, High School coaching girls. And like, I wanna, I wanna pull the camera out to you know shoot some highlights or work on that, so to speak. Um, so yeah. 
yeah, I do want to dive into that field. And I love that you guys used the songs for the podcast. And I've had a couple uh, people use them for highlight basketball. Yeah. Jeff's been plugging me. Uh, so yes, I would love to transcend into that. And uh, what I love about my come up is like, it all started with music. Yeah. But music has led me to all these other avenues, podcasts, videos, right. uh, all the networking and all the connections I've made have all come from music. But it's led me to other things. So that that's one reason why I'll never stop doing music because more opportunities keep popping up outside of music based off the music. So it's like, it's like a fountain of youth. It just keeps pouring. Well, and and I say that because like, like just just in the that highlight mixtape world, you mm -hmm. only have a certain amount of time. And Jeff knows this as well. If the music mm -hmm. ain't right and the edits mm -hmm. not, not right, it doesn't hit the way it's supposed to. And it yeah. it could be you know Jeff's mid video that went one point two two million <laughs> where you know he's just he's just chatting, but you know there's a little audio in the background. But you kind of have, you know, the trifecta where it's you you've got the music. You know, you, well, yeah. you know how to. You've got the music. You mm -hmm. know how to do it, and, and you know how to put it, it all together to tell a story. It's, so that's it's, why it's, I was that. That's where that question yeah, kind of popped in my mind. Topping up highlights and putting oh, a song. Yeah. We don't know what the hell we're I doing. Suck. You know what I mean? I'm not. You like know, I suck. It. <laughs> it's a gift and a curse being able to do it all. Then your... then it comes down to you be having to do it all. And as an artist nowadays, like you got to be your own marketing manager. Ah, you yeah. got to be making calls, setting up shows. And, at, you know, uh, I think a year ago, like I was like, look, I need to I need to take a break. So I just was writing like I, I got two albums loaded. One's about to drop uh, this Thursday, Bottom of the Grit. I got another album ready. So I've just been uh, creating behind the scenes because I got a little tired, so to speak you know it's a, it's a lot being uh the artist the manager the producer the yeah. engineer the everything but i love doing it it's not anything i'm gonna stop doing but you know it, it's uh I'm, I'm learning how to uh to manage my plate better there you okay. go and i do well, have a quick pivot quick no pivot really quick jeff you showed a little sneak peek of that video you're doing so Timeline wise, how long did it take to, to shoot a music video like that? And then how long does it take you to edit that and then, you know, publish it? Oh, oh mine? Yes. Oh, my bad. Uh, so the video y'all just seen this one. Hold up. Let me flip this. This is the music video for Bottom of the Grit, the song Bottom of the hey. Grit. We shot it. Uh, me and Traps. So, damn. All right. I'm about to take y'all on a ride. <laughs> so the Bottom of the Grit. I revisited all the locations that we've shot at in the gritty. Um, so I, we shot like five videos here and I went to the same locations, reshot new performance scenes, and I'm going to chop in the old videos to it. So we hit like five locations and it took us about two hours because it was all in the same city. It's probably going to take, me a good eight to ten hours to edit it because of everything wow. i want to do on mm -hmm. it and i probably already put two hours into it and i'm still not even through the performance scenes but uh it it takes longer to edit than it's shooting yeah and okay shooting is definitely the fun part gotcha so i don't i don't know how when you're dived on huh i was i was gonna ask when you're editing right because mm -hmm. i'm again i edit like a like a 
a bootleg poor man. And, <laughs> nah, man. Hey, and I, you can do it all from your phone nowadays. <laughs> you sure right, 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 right. Hey, in-app and all of that. So, mm-hmm. but I do think, you know, and, I, and I'm, you know, nobody, but I do try to think about the person watching it, right? How much, because mm-hmm. then you have yep. two different things. Are you doing it for an audience or artistic? You know what I mean? So for you, when you're editing, A, is it hard to chop shit that you really love? Like, yo, I don't know if I want to cut that scene down. Or do you say, and the art, artist in me is like, no, I'm not doing it. Hey, you know what? It, that I love the scene for me, but maybe the audience, I got to chop it and add this type of look. Or how? Or does it just change very right. video to video? Because this one sounds close to heart. Great, great question. And I always do it from, from my perspective, like what I think is going to look good. Because at the end of the day, if I'm not happy, I'm not going to, I don't want anybody to see it. But so, Love it. so we shot like seven different scenes and I'm trying to turn all this into one row. So right now Oof. I'm going through cuts and, and deciding which one looks the best. So I got to delete all these and make it all one row. So right now I'm going through, you know, we're going through the tryout cuts to see who makes the cut. <laughs> That's basically what's happening right now. And then I'm going to go back and add the storyline, so to speak, which is the, the old music videos chopping in, B-roll, color That's correction, fun. effects. We're still a long ways out, but we're still on the tryouts right now. If somebody coming back like MJ is senior year. Um, so one of, the, one, one of the things, you know, that you were talking about earlier was being an artist, your, mm. your dad being in, in rock and roll music and, you know, kind of inspiring you. Matt yeah. Miller is somebody, you know, kind of to me, when I think about artistry and, you know, that hip hop that transcended it, mm-hmm. a guy like Tyler, the creator, you know, mm-hmm. guys that are different, right? They, they started out in a certain lane, but they now kind of live outside of that. What's your next step, man? I mean, I know you talk, I, you, you put it almost, I don't know if it was a story or something, and it, it like when you said it, it like immediately sparked my interest of like, oh shit, oh, we're about to do something different. You talked about a different lane. And uh, I don't want to spoil nothing if you're not no, 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 there no, it's yet. Cool. It's cool because, because since I said that, like I'm still doing that, but I got more. So I don't know. It's not, I'm not tired of rapping. I'm not tired of hip hop. But I, I, the longer, I've been in the game. I see why people go into different lanes because you just want to try something different. You want to like try a machine gun style. Kelly, like <laughs> the, yeah, the MGK joint. You know, like I, I get it. I feel it. You want to try something new. So I got two rap albums coming out. Bottom of the grip on May fourth, and it's more of like a mainstream radio sounding vibe. Mm-hmm. The next rap, rap album is like hoodie season. Like it's hard. It's I wouldn't say dark, but it's hard hitting. It's heavy, right? Yeah, I like it. I'm also working. I'm about to be working on it. It's it's just in talks now. I'm getting the artist, um, but I'm gonna do an acoustic album. That's so the one. Acoustic renditions of my song. Oh, that's got fine. you. That's dope. That's then super dope. To top that, just recently, probably in the last couple weeks, I just started on a rock album. Like, see. Like rock and Just roll with shredding on the on the on. drums in the background. Like, yeah, my my <laughs> homie, he's a drummer, but he could play bass and guitar, and he literally is making the whole song. And uh, and I've just been writing. Like it's it's crazy. I can't wait. I really can't wait to get to it. But we got to get through these two albums and the acoustic album before we could get to that. You know what I mean? 
Okay. Hey, that's fine. That's, that's pretty big, cool. That's a big woke. Let's oh, talk about big, that. Just wait, man. Wait till you hear it. It's a big, big woke. So, <laughs> so I, lo I love that. I love that term. I love that phrase. What? Give us, give us, uh, give us some insight. I, I mean, I, a little inside baseball. What is what is woke? What, and, and why 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 the usage of it? So uh, it, it started as an ad lib. My homie uh, ad libbed it. Just you know, you know, yeah. Well, hey, well, you know, what I mean, ad libs in the background of the verse. That's how it started, and it, we just took it and ran with it. And I got Trav to uh, design the the logo. And I was like, yo, I want this like a Batman punch, you know what I mean? Yep. And he did it, and we've done so many variations since. And uh, and since then, it's, it's, it's become a lot bigger than I expected. It's become more than an ad lib. Now it's like its own word, like a word that has so many different meanings as a, as a noun, as an adjective, as a, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's going to land up in urban dictionary. Anything, so, yeah. It's, it's crazy, <laughs> but it's, so like, so like John is to Philly, Wope is to Stephen City, Winchester. Basically, basically, yeah, that's a good, good way to go. Thank you. Big Wope, Big Wope. Jeffy, I'm waiting for you to drop this this Easter egg you hinted towards last last episode. So I'm waiting for you I mean, to, to drop it. Full Whip sounds like he's got lots more of stuff going on. He's busier than Busier than a one-legged man in the ass-kicking contest. Very true. But, but Smart kind of segued it beautifully. Basketball, editing, all the shit that you do that we kind of are impressed by. But, I, again, we know you, your time. But I have this wonderful idea, man, and it's 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 been in my head for a long time. And all it's, right. It's a play. I don't know if you've ever seen He Got Game. I'm sure you have. I love top it. Five back. Yeah, Denzel. I, I, I'm sure you've heard of Searching for Bobby Fisher. Uh, maybe it's a, it's a it's a it's a movie about uh, a, a prodigy chess player. Okay, I want to do a short film called Searching for Shuttlesworth. Ooh, Ooh. oh, you gonna you gonna bring uh, the Ray Allen character in? Is that what it's you're talking so, about? So, kind of Searching mm -hmm. for Shuttlesworth has some of the same you know shots. All that is is he got game kind of shot similarly, but you're looking for that. It, don't even need right you don't need jesus in it you, you don't you can have those characters into the world but yeah you're, you're essentially searching for that next prodigy he, and he, it, again he could be his son it, it so, someone's son it doesn't have to be jesus's that next up and just do a short film but i, I told him i said yo i want to throw it at, at, at bullwhip maybe if we get some time Get See, I thought you were talking stuff. about something totally different because, you know, here's uh -huh. Jeff and I. We talk about all this hypothetical shit all the time. And, you know, we're really immersed in the basketball world, especially uh -huh. at different levels with circuits and all of that. Mm -hmm. And we talk about, you know, some of these kids that play on these high-level teams all year round mm -hmm. where they don't really get a chance. You know, the, like the second, third, and fourth graders that don't get a chance to just, you know, breathe. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're always fighting for that number one spot. And, mm -hmm. you know, if they travel or something like that, there's just so much pressure on them all the time. And it would be right. so cool, I think, like, and Jeff, I know we talked about this. It would be so cool to, to follow a couple kids with that a camera funny. and really, like, put a story together. I thought that's what you were talking about, cool. Jeff. I'm, like, just, just kind of follow them and, you know, see I their journey. And do they really break, like, what is their home life like? 
just that kind of stuff. Like, are they at this, are they under all of this pressure all the time? And what does it look like off the court? So that's a what you're, good oh, documentary. So, yeah. So what you're talking about is kind of being done. And it is, it's, we should have a basketball little tights. just like they have Friday, Friday night tights, but they're doing a basketball version of what you're talking about with little Josh and triple threat. Um, I think that the, either the documentaries it's coming or it's, there's a, this, this, uh, trailer for it looks incredible and incredibly well done so there is a lane for it there's a hunger for it i mean it, that is one of those things that would get you know traction i mean you know now my short story is more of like a, a passion thing that i want to do pay homage to, we can make, to you know, both of them have. and see yeah you know what i mean but and i, I would like to other, pull from yeah, Netflix may come knocking at your door for that other. Well, yeah, I'm gonna trademark that, but I would like to pull like not just from one team, like maybe right. you know, all different levels. A kid from deep, like maybe you know, California kids, right, right, yeah. right, and really follow them, like you know, maybe obviously the ones that are ranked, and they then also kids, ones that aren't, and see what the difference is, and see what their yeah. home life is like, and really pull and see if you know what everyone yeah. talks about, you know, sports specifying burnout. All of this, they're playing at a crazy level all year round. You know, they're only playing basketball in third grade. Like, okay, what does that look like? Yeah. It sounds like a big budget. It, it's, it does. It, it does, <laughs> doesn't it? It's yeah, so see, heartbreaking. See, 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 That's a lot see, of plane tickets. I know. Yeah. Hey, see, I know. The thing is, we got kids, so, you know, we can start small. You know, mine, yeah, it's backyard. We, I got all the actors. We good there. Yeah. But Mara's. We can still Let's start in the backyard. Follow them along the first season and see see how they do There you go. You start in house first season, kind of follow that journey. We, it would. I'm telling you, man. There, you know it. I know it. There's there's such a you know an avenue for sports in general. I think so. I, I think y'all understand. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Hmm. I thought that's what you were gonna I, drop to him. Nah, searching for Shuttlesworth's been on my heart and brain, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I think I think that there's something there, and I don't know what, but I did, think there's something there. Didn't you again, zone out at Caden's practice the other day thinking about a scene? Yes, yes like <laughs> now, dude, uh, write all that down, type it up, like right? script that shit. I, you, yo, I, I have been. <laughs> good, good, good. I don't know Just what I'm doing. Keep logging it. Keep logging it. I, hey, I have to put You get it written. We'll make it happen. Let's do it. Okay, cool. Well, you, you hey, you're on live. You're on the body you set. We gonna do heard it. it. Yeah, right. y'all heard it here first. Searching for Shuttlesworth coming soon. Hey, let's get it. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, all right, let's jump Give back. Let's jump back into these playoffs real quick. Um, Draymond Green was somebody that we were talking about earlier. Mara, full whip. Is Draymond Green? I go. Let me get some context. Game. What game did he have to sit out? Two. Yeah. Yes. Game two, he sits out. Game three comes back, tells Steve Curry doesn't want to start. Now, I don't know how this might have I, – I just heard about this, you know, a few weeks ago when it happened, but I don't know if it made it out mainstream. But is he the most selfless NBA player there is? And you guys talk about those – Selfless. Hmm. I, I don't want to start. I, I respected when he got asked that in the interview – a lot of people kind of said it was like redeeming himself from the beginning of the year with the, you know, punch to Jordan Poole's face. But mm-hmm. you're talking about a guy who's changed his entire game to fit and mold what the Warriors have needed. I, I, 
would I say selfless ever? I, for, I think selfless for this year, yes. Because, I mean, I, I watch basketball 24-7. Right. And right. just within this series alone, I've seen three different versions of Draymond. Great take. Great three take. different. I mean, what he did before where he was, you know, rebounding, passing, assisting, not really scoring too much. I mean, he, the man would have a wide-open layup and pass it. Like, it, he, he's just that selfless. Sits out, comes back, doesn't start, rebounds, rebounds, rebounds kind of assists, drops 19 or 21 points or some shit like that, and then next game starts and does everything. Scores, assists, rebounds. All, like, I've, I personally have seen three different versions of Draymond Green. I'm trying to think of who's another guy like that. And I think, I mean, I, there's nothing for me to add, and I'll get bullet. I can't think of one. I, Marcus Smart comes to mind as another kind of, you know, selfless piece guy. But Draymond, you know, at least has, it, the ceiling's been so high because you've won. And a lot of times, you and not to say he hasn't had issues. He's got tons of issues. He's a wildcat. Oh, he's they, a whack at, job. At that level, you got to have a little bit of crazy, I think. But, you know, to get those MVPs and to stay home and, you know, I, it, pretty impressive. I, I would say he mimics very like, – I, I see a lot of Andre Iguodala in him. Yeah, just without the religion. Correct. <laughs> not a safe man. I don't, Correct. I, don't I see a lot of – and you can see – and, I mean, what, what one thing they showed this last game is they showed Andre Iguodala talking. I yes. mean, he's not dressed, but they showed him in the ear of everybody, including Steve Kerr. Like, Steve Kerr yes. was about to challenge a play, and Andre Iguodala went over as if he was an assistant coach. Like, just the voice of a veteran. I mean, Dre's a veteran, but it's it's Andre Iguodala that everybody's going to really, like, resonate with because it's it's He's still on the team? Yeah. No, he's not. Uh, Iguodala's not still on the team to my knowledge, but – I think he's on the – he's just not – he's just – he's on their roster. He's just hurt. Okay, I will say, but speak to the speak to the Maybe. culture of of the Warriors for him to still because if he's if he's on the team in a roster spot, it's in the same capacity mm-hmm. that Buddy from the Heat was on the Heat. Oh, Udonis Haslam, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's there you go. The there you go. It's incredible for Golden as, State. As, um, as far yeah, as Draymond, I don't, I don't. Uh, I don't figure him for, you know, the points getter, but, you know, when he comes in, rebounds, uh, you know, assists and, you know, dishes and just, you know, finding open looks, I, I look for him as that. And if he is coming off the bench, he would be, you know, a candidate for sixth man of the year, in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is selfless to him to say, yeah, I don't need to start. And that could be, you know, matchup wise, too. He knew it wasn't a good look for him, too. That's what he Said. And, well, and, exactly and Jordan, well, said. and Jordan Poole was just coming off of a good, uh, what game, game two or game three, mm-hmm. um, and he's one of those that's hot and cold, just like Clay is as well. But mm-hmm. I would like to go ahead and pivot into, like you mentioned, Udonis Haslam in the Heat. Um, my buddy, my buddy Jimmy Buckets, cousin Jimmy, going down there and upsetting Milwaukee, and then Giannis, with what Giannis said. Now I am outwardly not the biggest Giannis fan. He bothers me. I think he's just a. I think he gets away with murder. Is he a generational talent? Absolutely, he's a freak of nature. Um, I personally am not a fan. Personally, not a fan of of his game just as just as much as Embiid. But I think he eviscerated that that 
reporter that asked him, you know, do oh, you think this season take. was a fan? Oh, it wasn't was it fantastic? He gained some points with me, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was both about. It was so That's articulate. Yeah, okay, well thought ahead. out. Uh, well thought out, articulate the whole nine. Yeah, impressive. Impressive. Well, and, and any time I hear athletes like that, I mean, you, you got a guy like Giannis who was upset, and then you got the Memphis Grizzly, right? They've all kind of ghosted. Dylan Brooks, like, Just canceled social media. Yeah, he got fine. Well, because he's a dick. <laughs> There's that, too. But, I mean, here you got Giannis, who's – one of the faces of the NBA, up for MVP, schooling a reporter on it, like I felt, I felt it resonated with me because it's I can translate it to my kids. A lot of the stuff that these guys say, it's not really relatable to the world of sports. Like he just, I mean, he when I say he hit it home, like he just drove it like a wedge through the souls of everybody. I feel. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think people forget how long he's actually been in the league too. Like everybody thinks he's, you know, been in for a couple of years because that's how long they've been hearing about him. But it took him a while to develop into the the Greek freak yeah. that yeah. he is, you know. And then his, you know, the the whole interview and the, and that response was just incredible. I love, I love that. It was it it was a a shining moment for me. Because a lot of the stuff that you see Giannis outside of, like you see him being goofy, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of the stuff you don't really see him being relatable to the younger generation. Because there's not a lot of people that are going to be six one, built the way he is, six eleven, mm-hmm. built yeah. the way he is, <laughs> playing the way he is. You don't see that. So for him to have a slice of like relatability, I don't even know if that's a word. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I liked that, like, aside from – because other, otherwise you see him getting ejected or you see him headbutting people. Like, that's the stuff that you don't want to see. So for him to say – and then kind of bring Michael into it too. Like, mm-hmm. he really grabbed a lot of relative factors that people can relate to mm-hmm. and bring it together to, like, drive – to, like, shut up that reporter. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was straight to the heart. And it's one of those responses that, yeah, sure, they lost – they didn't live up to the billing, you know, the better team won, but the way he articulated, you know, he, he almost thought out every part of that response and landed it perfectly because we talk about failure a lot. And, you know, we, we have these measurables that you're like, Oh, we got to hit this. But you, you often forget that that failure is such a part of the journey, man. Like if mm-hmm. you don't have it, sometimes that friction's missing. You, you got to embrace it. So, yeah, I thought it was yeah. beautiful. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was equally as fantastic. I, you know, I had a, I had a lyric in one of my songs. It was something like that. It was like, how do you know how good a win feels if you never took a loss? You know, mm-hmm. it's a part of the game, baby. Yeah, win. and I and I will go. I will go ahead and say, like, it's not one loss doesn't change it. It's a, it's a series of losses it's a it's one that really resonates it's one that has a deciding factor Mm -hmm. you know uh, like they lost like i mean they lost a good like a nice portion of their regular season games all right whatever they were still the one seed out of the east or two Mm seed two seed out of the east now they lost a good portion of their games like their playoff games but they got eliminated so that's why people are really focusing in on that loss 
And I think that's the same, like kind of goes the same all the way around. Like when we go and play on a Saturday and then it comes championship Sunday. Okay. Well you might be the one seed, but cause you want all your games on Saturday, but you lose your, your semis game, your mm-hmm. playing game of the championship. That's the one that matters. Yep. You might've been two and one, right. You might've been in two and one on Saturday, but it's, it's do or die today. And I feel like people forget that sometimes just cause you lose one game is like, it's not the end of the world, but also I feel like if it doesn't have a result, not there's not really a consequence to it doesn't really resonate mm-hmm. yeah, I think, Absolutely. yeah Giannis is playing for legacy right like Jordan you know people forget he played for 15 years you know that that whole thing is true and that's that's I, I, he, he must be listening to Shannon Sharp because I mean that's something <laughs> he talks on all the time is you know I think we do have those rose-colored lenses on and forget because Jordan's greatness was so so acute six finals MVP six rings which was un that's untouchable almost yeah. you know but but also he, he did lose a good bit more so than he won you know what I mean just because it wasn't in the finals doesn't mean it didn't happen right so I right. think that's the message he was trying to drive home and, and next year you're trying to achieve that same greatness and maybe you hit it maybe you don't but it doesn't uh void all that came before or all that's supposed to come after. So I, I again, well, a, and, and a beautiful just like that, I think it, that's what makes LeBron so great is what he's done over the longevity of his career. Maybe, he, uh, you know, finals and finals MVPs aside, the amount of winning, the amount of, you know, him getting teams to finals, like it's impressive. Speaking of LeBron, Ron, and we got to get, we got to wrap this thing up. Bullwhip's got videos to edit, and we most <laughs> been at it for an hour. But if you ever see me in a fight with a grizzly bear, help the bear. My dog, is, uh, mystical man. Oh, I love it. I love it. It was just super poetic. The first pop album yeah. I bought was uh, mystical. Uh, Let's get ready, or, or what was that? <laughs> the one with danger. Yep. Yeah. Dang. Let's get ready. Yeah, yeah. It's so long. Yep. But uh, I have that album. Hey, I have that CD in my car somewhere. That's crazy. That's crazy. Don't play that in front of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real quick. So uh, you mentioned Giannis being uh, a candidate for the MVP, and I just heard today that they're announcing the MVP on Tuesday. Who y'all got? Who's getting Really. I I I I would like to see Joker get it. Um, I reluctantly believe that I think Embiid will get it. I think so. That's my. But I would prefer I would prefer Jokic to get it. Mm -hmm. Embiid's not even playing game one or possibly even game two. Wow. I know. I know. It's a it's a season, not playoff. I I know. I know, but some of the arguments come. The the, some of the arguments are just like the dominance factor. Jokic is dominating. Yeah, he. I like. They're they're working for a reason. I mean, I just would like to see him be get it. I mean, you could coin flip it, but you know, I think Jokic gets it. You know, also LeBron's putting up better numbers than he has in his MVP seasons before. So I mean, it's crazy that no one's even talking about that. Crazy man. I mean, in year twenty, good twenty. Boy. Yeah. I don't know, but if I hear anything else about Jason Tatum, I'm just gonna throw up. <laughs> I, I, I'm Get at that still. point. Like that. That series was just so disappointing to me. That that Boston it was a great series, but 
They were just dis- did, disappointing. Did, what was it, like 4-1? No. They, I think they, they ended up, uh, no, it was, was they it went. Five to, it's a, no, so they, the Celtics won. The Celtics, Celtics won. Didn't won. they almost, they didn't go yeah. game seven. Did they go game, did they go game seven? No. Or six? They went six, no. I think. I think three, yeah, two. They, it was the four, two, I think. seven game in the first round was today. I think, I think it went four, two. Four, two. My bad. I said five, two. Yeah, four, two. All right. Uh, well, to, to follow that up, who y'all got in the finals? Who's coming out? Lakers and Celtics. Bro, for the storylines, I was going to say that, too. <laughs> uh, in reality, in, in reality, I, I think it's probably going to be the Celtics out of the East, is my guess. They'll get hot, you know. And nobody's talking about the Knicks making it to the no, second I, round. No, I was just about to say. Phenomenal. Um, no but, one's talking about Miami, either. It kind of hurts my feelings. Can Jimmy pull them all the way? No. no. There's no way, know. man. They don't see, like, I, see it all by himself almost. But man. see, the Kyrie thing is, like, Knicks. Kyle Lowry ain't, I don't know. Knicks aren't doing. I don't know. Knicks weren't looking too hot without Randall today. So They weren't. That's right. He didn't play. I don't know. Quick, that Miami. I, yeah, I think that'll go. What'd you say, Jeffy? Quick sidebar. Jalen Brunson was worth every penny that I kept talking about last year when he was in the playoffs. I kept doing those TikToks. He's about to get a billion dollars and. He's been worth every penny. Coach's kid, dad played for the Knicks. Cool story. Um, let's answer the question, though, and let Bull Whip get up out of here. Uh, right. For real, though, real pick, my heart says Lakers because I'd like to win all that money. Um, but out of the out of the West. I think Denver. I, I, I think I think it's going to be hard to beat Denver in a seven-game series. And they're due, man. Like, you know, it's one of those things where the little brother gets tired of getting booted from the playoffs early. Their time is – they look good against Phoenix. So, I would say – my heart's my heart's Lakers, but my head's saying Denver and uh, Celtics. That's me. But who you got, Mara? And when would you pull whip after the I would go Denver. I can't really make a decision on the East right now. I really can't. I, I'm just the Celtics were just disappointing. I would love to see the Heat. I don't know if Jimmy could do it. I mean, he's got a lot of good players. It's it's different with Hero out. I don't. I think they'll get past the Knicks. Celtics. I don't know. I don't know. I would I mean, I, listen. I wouldn't hate a 76ers Denver series. I really oh, wouldn't. There's your pick. I, you know, my, I'm with you, Jeff. My heart says Lakers. I want to see LeBron there. Uh, I hope it is. So I'm saying Lakers, Celtics for the storyline. Even Lakers Heat for the yeah. storyline. But I, I do think Denver. Denver's too tough. I would. I would agree with that one. I like my heart. My if my heart was right, I would mm-hmm. Lakers Heat. Yeah. And the storylines just make sense. They're writing yeah. this. Uh, you know, it makes uh, sense. It's scripted. <laughs> that young kid, year 20, the bubble really, the bubble mattered. And then, nah. you know, playing the full circle. Get over that hump. Yep. It, it's, 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 it would be a beautiful way way to do it. I'm telling you, man, the, if the stars align, the, 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 the road to the playoff could get a lot easier if the Suns get beat by the Nuggets, the Lakers match up a little bit better with the, with the Nuggets, but they got to beat the Warriors. But – um, this has been dope, man. We're we're an hour we're an hour deep. We've been talking hoops, basketball, the whole nine music. Yes, sir. It's been awesome, man. We we've loved having you on, man, and we got to do this again ASAP. We got to do this in person. Yeah, next yeah. time we we gonna link up in person. Listen, maybe we do a collab, together. both podcasts on together at the same time. Let's Why do not? It. Let's hey, do it. 
before we get out of here, man, plug what you got coming out, and, and we'll take it out after that. Plug it, plug us, plug us with what's what dropping, and then that'll be our outro. All right, y'all. I go by Bullwhip at Bullwhip Crazy on all platforms. My new album, Bottom of the Grit, is dropping this Thursday, May fourth, five four day. Bottom of the Grit music video coming as soon as I finish editing it, and I got so much more coming, and and a whole whole gang of artists that that are just we we ready we we, we hungry there we go may the fourth be fifth big, you big woke go follow my big man woke. go purchase woke. music holla holla peace oh, oh.